This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hello, world. Welcome to the Mile High Fi podcast. Do they still call them podcasts, Doug? I think so, as far as I know. Okay. I know you shorten it to pod. Anyway, I am Carl Jensen here with my co-host. Doug Cunnington. I'm sorry to throw you off like that, Doug. That's all right. You've been changing the intros up just a, a little bit here and there, which is, uh, it keeps it fresh, I think. Yeah, I do. Got to keep life interesting, right? I'm going to, I've got some plans. It's going to go be off the hook soon. It might be. Do we have a rating on our podcast? It might be, uh, it might go up a notch. Inappropriate for okay. a lot of people. It's like X-rated. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about it offline. Anyway, Doug, what have you been up to lately? Oh, man, I've been a little bit busy. I just got back from Camp Phi Southeast, which was a blast. I was um, one of the speakers. So <clears throat> I was one of the speakers and I will probably publish my talk on our YouTube channel. So depending on when this comes out, people may be able to go check it out. But the Camp Fives are so much fun. This is not a, a paid sponsored spot. We're not affiliates or anything. We just like the event, or at least I do. And I know you've been to several of them. But yeah, so much fun. Good to connect with people. Met, you know, 40 brand new people that I didn't know before. And everyone's so cool and nice. Yeah. Did you enjoy your talk? How did that go? Yeah, enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I was a little stressed out leading up to it, but I practiced and prepared ahead of time. So it wasn't too bad, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think I did well. Okay, awesome. So I'll let you watch it, and then you can tell me if you also think I did well. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, you kind of black out when you when you start talking up there, and then you finish, and I, th I think it was fine. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. I can't wait to see it. And yeah. Are you going to give, I don't think you're, we're going to do a recording at Camp FI Rocky Mountain week two, but we are, neither of us are going to give a talk at that one. Correct. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll re record some stuff and see how it goes, but yeah, it's, uh, it's really fun. So I think there are still some tickets available for week two Rocky Mountain. If you want to hang out with Carl and myself and many other very cool people. So, and I, yeah, I haven't seen you in a few days. What have you been up to? Yeah, so I went to Seattle. Uh, Ray, Mr. Waffles on Wednesday, who was on our hot sauce challenge, we'll link to that in the show notes, decided to move from Seattle to Longmont. He's actually going to be my neighbor. They live a couple of houses down from us. His house came on the market and even with a crazy housing market, miraculously, they got it. So what we did, we went to Seattle for three days, hung out with them. Uh, then we went to the San Juan Islands, which are these islands off the coast of northern uh, Washington. You're pretty close to Canada at that point. Hung out there, saw all kinds of wildlife, super cool. And then uh, I helped Ray move back. So we did this road trip across America, kind of like Dumb and Dumber, except not as smart as those two guys. <laughs> That's pretty fun. And had you been to that area before? I had. I had not been to all the parts of middle America between Seattle and Longmont. And there's a lot of interesting territory. We uh, 
a friend, a, a local Longmont guy is like, Hey, you have to try taco time when you're out there. So we're, we're driving a moving truck and I see a sign for taco time at the garden of Eden truck stop. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's as good as it sounds, Doug. Yeah. So, so what that is, it's in Eden, Idaho, and they have a replica of the garden of Eden from the Bible, complete with snake and waterfalls and all this shit right there next to taco time in the truck stop. And I've been to Taco Time before. What, what's the big deal? I thought I, I wasn't, I wasn't taken aback. <laughs> I I have a crappy taste, so maybe I appreciated it more than you. But they have all their burritos. I think are deep fried, so I think most people call those chimichangas. So oh, I do like a chimichanga. Yeah, anything deep fried is better. And they also have these tater tots, and they call them like I don't remember what they call mexitots. Maybe I I probably just said something politically incorrect. I think that's what they do call them. Uh, Anyway, they're tater tots stuffed with cheese and all this other stuff. And yeah, they were super good. I would definitely go to Taco Time again. Hopefully not at the Garden of Eden truck stop. But if you're in the market for a plush snake, they had a wide assortment. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I Maybe I haven't been to Taco Time. Maybe I've just seen them. No, I've definitely been past one in you know that sort of region of where you're talking about. So anyway... Yeah, check check it out. I guess not sponsored, but you know we we're fans of tacos here. So who yeah. isn't? If you're a, not a fan of tacos, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. So anything else notable up there in uh, Seattle when you were there? Yeah. So the one thing we did, Doug, and I kind of did this because of your suggestion. I'm I'm obsessed with cars. You not so much. But one one thing you suggested was. If you're really into cars, maybe you should just rent one for a while instead of buying one. See how you like it. Maybe you can get the bug out of your system. So for part of the trip up there, we rented a Tesla Model S. It was an older one. It was a 2013 one. And I've driven them before, but only for like a couple minutes at a time on a test drive. So we had the thing for four days this time. And was that a lot more expensive to rent that than just a normal rental car? Uh, normally it would have been, but rental cars are so crazy. I think it was it was $500 for four days. And I think I could have gotten a normal rental car for maybe 80. So 320 versus 500. This one did come with free supercharging. So we didn't have to pay for any kind of charging, which uh, still doesn't completely make up for the cost, but puts a little bit more of a dent into the rental cost. How did you like it? It was great. It was 2013. So I was kind of worried that was, I think that car came out in 2012, but it's pretty amazing. You've got this fob, like, and I should back up a second. Our newest car now is from 2010. So kind of old, like with the Teslas, uh, you just hold this fob thing. There's no key, which is kind of weird and kind of terrifying. You don't want to lose that thing. Uh, but you, you walk up to the car and the doors automatically unlock and the car automatically unlocks when you leave it. Uh, we were on the ferry and you're just sitting there. There's games like on the little screen in the car. So Mindy got addicted to some game called 2048. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I would definitely buy a Tesla. It was uh, it was a good experience. So you said you would definitely buy one. So are you going to buy one or just like like? Are there now plans? You're like, ah, you know what? I want a new car. Yeah, it didn't really change my thinking at all. Like I thought one of two things would happen. I'd be less enthusiastic or more. And really, it's kind of the same. Like it's it's cool. I'd love to have one, but we really don't need a car right now. So there's no point 
in buying one, it's silly to buy something that, like, we hardly ever drive at all. We take our kids around, and that's mostly it. Uh, if they got that autonomous driving stuff, I would buy one then because that would add a lot of value and give me time back in my life, but that's years off. So, sure. yeah, when we need a car, maybe in a couple of years, we will buy one of those. But Well, we're going to do a thought experiment here. So let's say both of your cars uh, stopped working and you needed to buy a new car. We'll put some constraints around it, maybe like a practical choice, maybe a fun choice, and maybe a splurge or something like that. So kind of open, but the idea here, the thought experiment is you have to buy a new car. You don't have one and assume that you have to maybe drive like how you normally drive around here. So you're saying not too much, but occasionally you do a road trip and stuff like that, or you want to get up to the mountains. So that is sort of the idea. Do you have any other constraints or ideas to add before we talk through this? Yeah. So practical fun and then splurge. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. I think those are some pretty good boundaries. Okay. And I, I didn't tell you beforehand that we were going to have those categories. So are you prepared to talk right now or should I get into some of my choices? No, it's good. We can talk. Let's go back and forth. Do you want to start though, Doug, since you sprung this on me? Yep. So I I think most likely I would probably get, and I'm, I'm probably going to put it into the, sort of the practical choice. I would probably get a small pickup truck probably use. I'm not 100% sure what's on the market. I typically drive Ford, so I'd probably look at maybe um, some of the newer Ford Rangers that that are out right now or another F-150. I'm just a creature of habit and I like the one that I have right now. So I would maybe try to replace you know, that sort of thing. And I mean, the fact is I've driven pickup trucks longer than any other kind of car, even though they're impractical for my um, you know, sort of suburban uh, desk jockey kind of lifestyle. I don't need the the bed of the truck so much, but I just feel comfortable driving a pickup truck. Maybe I identify uh, with a small pickup truck. So, so that's that's kind of the start when I'm like, you know, kind of a practical choice. But the other piece that I have not explored much is uh, potentially like a Prius. So, it would be the opposite of the whatever 16 miles per gallon that I get right now. And I hear people really enjoy the, the Priuses or as Prii is the plural. I think if you look that up, so I would maybe check those out just on a practical level. And I do like long road trips, thousands of miles driving across the country. And that's a Prius would certainly be a lot more practical from a gas mileage perspective. So the, those are kind of, the two that I'm thinking of off the bat. Yeah, I Any do. Thoughts? I do like that new Ford Ranger. They kind of, my dad had the original Ford Ranger, like the first year, the little tiny one when it came out way back when. And it was a great vehicle. I think it was made in Minnesota, Eden Prairie, Minnesota. And that lasted a long time. And uh, yeah, the new one's a little bit bigger, right? But still not as big as a full size, like F-150 pickup truck. Right. And I have seen a few a few of the trim lines have uh, sort of a lift and bigger tires. So when you're looking at them, they're almost as tall as an an F-150 or at least like my size of F-150, but they just have like bigger tires and they're lifted a little bit and the 
the body's a little smaller and the bed's a little smaller. So this could be slightly more practical. And like I said, maybe I kind of identify as a dude who drives a pickup truck. Yeah, but that's a contradiction talk, a pickup truck versus a Prius. I know. Yeah, I'm all over the place. You're a, you're a conflicted man or a man. I don't know I what don't word know. I'm looking for here. Confused. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. but there you have it. I'm all over the place. Yeah. So, okay. Now, yeah. what about you for on the practical side? Yeah, for my practical choice, so I just put solar panels on my house and I put double the capacity that I need. So the city, and I did that because the city pays out market rate. So I should make about $1,000 this year for my panels. Uh, but with that excess capacity, I could also buy gas. And it's way cheaper to go a mile on electricity than it is to go a mile of fuel doing some quick math. I think electricity Longmont is $0.09 cents a kilowatt hour. So to fill up uh, a, a big model, which has a 100 kilowatt battery, would cost you $9. And that gets you probably 350 miles of range. They say 400, but they lie. Uh, so I would lean towards some small electric vehicle. I'd probably get a, a Nissan Leaf, I guess, which is a boring, ugly car. But there's lots of space in there. You could take the kids and you could haul shit. The one negative aspect of that is I like road trips a lot too. And if you road trip in that, you're going to be stopping for a long time, every hour and a half or so. And I don't think they even have the charging infrastructure built out for that. Um, so it's just, you couldn't road trip in a Nissan Leaf. It would take you five years to get across the country, but that's the compromise I would make. Okay. So probably a Nissan Leaf yes. is a practical choice. Okay. Well, what would you do? Um, if you're like, ah, eh, we're probably going to do like three road trips this year and it would make sense to have a more road trip friendly car. Yeah. I think that leads me to the next category. It was practical. And then what was the next one? A little bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably get some kind of Tesla, and I like cars. I don't like all these crossover things, but after sitting in a Model 3 and a Model Y, which is their crossover, I'd probably pay the 5000 more and get the Model Y just because there's more room in there. Uh, the other thing going for those is it's a newer vehicle, so it uses more of their newer technology. I could totally geek out on that, which you don't want to hear, but real quick, they mold the chassis in two parts with a structural battery pack, which reduces the weight. Uh, it gives you longer range. Those will start. Those will go into production, I think, next week at the Texas factory. So yeah, I'd probably get one of those. That is definitely a luxury. A Model Y costs, I think, like sixty thousand dollars now, just for a base one. They've been jacking up the prices because of demand. But man, that would be. I think it'd be a great road trip car. One thing we did when we rented this Tesla is we experienced the. Uh, supercharger network and all you do is get out take this cord and plug it in there and that's it no credit cards nothing else it's super easy they usually build them around interesting things so at this one that we stopped at there was like a bunch of restaurants there a grocery store so you're not it only took like 25 minutes to get a good charge to get all we needed but there was stuff to do we weren't just sitting in the car got it okay i'm gonna do my fun and the splurge one together so it'll make sense in a, in a moment here. So I think uh, the fun one that is still slightly practical would probably be like a, a used Tesla, maybe like a 2013, like you mentioned. Do you know what those would go for used? Uh, probably about $30,000. Okay. Which, I mean, I haven't, I haven't purchased a car in a really long time. And like the, the truck that I have, I bought in 
2006 for like $12,000. So just like the amount that cars cost right now, my, my brain is anchored back in the early mid 2000s. Like it's just hard to imagine that cars cost that much. So anyway, I think a used Tesla would be uh, pretty fun to have. And it's still slightly practical. I wouldn't, I don't drive very much at all. Um, so it's, still, I mean, like I said, it would be fun to have something like that and it wouldn't be super crazy expensive. So the splurge would be like maybe a, I don't even know the Tesla models, but you talk about it all the time. So I would probably go for like one of the higher trim lines, uh, like the nicer model, like get everything. My truck, I've mentioned it before, doesn't have power locks power windows. I mean, it's really bare bones. So it would be like stepping into a spaceship or something like that. So the, um, did you say the model Y is like the crossover kind of? Yes. So how much does, uh, one of those cost that has everything? Yeah. I think if you got a top of the line one, you could probably, and that's with a full self-driving software, which actually doesn't drive you anywhere, but, uh, yeah, probably $80,000. Okay. So pretty expensive. Like I said, uh, just hearing, you know, $30,000 for a used car. I'm like, oh man, that's crazy. So 80 would be uh, a pretty big splurge, yeah, sure, but it would probably be amazing. You wouldn't consider that cyber truck thing. You like trucks. You're talking about. Tesla's. Yeah. I'd have to look back at the, uh, at the picture, but generally, nah, nah. I, if I, I don't think that fits my, my, my mold or the vision I have of a, a pickup truck. In fact, I'd rather get probably like a, a 1980, like F 100, like an antique, um, truck. I don't drive that fast. I drive like an old lady. And if you have like an old pickup truck, you just be, you know, cruising around. Did you ever have one of those three on the tree manual? No, I never had one of those. I know what you're talking about, but no. Yeah. I, I've driven a couple. I can't remember why. But um, yeah, it's like a manual transmission, but it's on the um, on the steering column deal. So anyway, all right. What what are your others here? Up uh, to splurge, I'd probably get the new Tesla Roadster. And you probably haven't heard this, but because Elon Musk is partially insane, uh, what they're going to have on that is an option. It's called a SpaceX option, where they'll have a tank of compressed air. And I think they call them cold jets because it's not like a you're not burning any fuel to power the jet. You're just shooting compressed air off. But supposedly, if you have the SpaceX option, the car is going to be able to hover for short periods of time and maybe fly a short distance, which is a pretty good party trick. Not good for anything else, but you asked about my splurge, so maybe I'd get the Tesla Roadster with the SpaceX package. And I, I think the jets can also point backwards. So like the fastest Tesla now is like 0 to 60 in 1.98 seconds or something like that. And which is like throw up. This Tesla we had was zero to 60 and 3.2. And a couple of times I let loose and I thought I was going to throw up. It's the only time I've ever been fearful driving a car because it just accelerates so violently. And this would probably do it in half the time. So I can't even imagine that or, or where you would do something like that. It sounds like when that thing comes out, there's going to be some news stories about people plowing the thing through the front of Target or something like that. Crazy. Taking so themselves out. You did. Op you opened it up. One time, one or two times. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. it's terrifying. There weren't 
a lot of roads to do it on in someone else's car. So I was, I, I, I'm always a pretty cautious driver, but I had to do it at least once or twice. And I did it with Mindy in there. She started screaming. Ah! <laughs> so it would be, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I do drive slow, but when I was younger, I used to, I mean, I enjoy going fast, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. So like some of the times that I've driven from here in Colorado to Montana, there's some open road on like 25 when you're in Wyoming or on 90 in Montana. And there's like no cars. The speed limit's 80 or 85. And I mean, you could see for three miles ahead of you and the roads are good. That'd be a perfect place to just like open it up and go just about as fast as you want to go. Yeah, so if I get the thing or if you buy me that, I'll take a road trip up to Montana and I'll, I'll let you drive it too, Doug, <laughs> especially if you buy it. All right. Well, if you guys have comments on this, on our thoughts, please uh, shoot us an email or you can leave comments on the YouTube side. Carl, any final thoughts on uh, cars? I think that's all. If someone wanted to buy it for me, I, I don't really like black that much. A any other color would be pretty good. Okay. All right, so not black, but otherwise you're good to go. All right, yeah, it shows like uh, dirt more, right? Yeah, hard to keep clean. Any little scratch, and I'm a slob, so yeah. Good. How about silver? Like, are you okay with silver? Yeah, uh, I'm okay with silver. Silver's okay. good. All right, well, just keep note, everybody, and you'll know what kind of car to buy for Carl. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast, and I'm Doug Cunnington, the Balder host, and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you could do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five, and uh, actually, we don't give high fives in in person, so the virtual kind's pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using, and that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week.